I'm going to read from point E on lesson one again just before we go forward. Ephesians 3, I'm just going to quote Ephesians, but I want you in Colossians. Paul said again in Ephesians 3, To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, God's consecrated people, this grace, favor, and privilege was granted and graciously entrusted to proclaim to the Gentiles the unending, the boundless, the fathomless, the incalculable, and the exhaustless riches of Christ, wealth which no human being could have searched out. Again, what he's trying to do is he's searching for words, or the Greek there is trying to search for words to communicate just what this was about this man, Jesus. I mean, I've always said this. When you really look at the life of Jesus, when you follow him and you look at these four Gospels, the thing that always drew me so much to, hit, to this message in the first place is because of my own life. You know, some of you know I've got what we call a blood and guts testimony. You know, in other words, that I was not always a Christian, to say the least. I was not always a minister, that I spent years of my life in prison and what have you. And I was involved in a lot of, you know, violent crime and what have you. And I had to know, I had, I had to know that I was forgiven myself. I really needed to know that for myself because of all the things that my soul was exposed to when I was in prison. All the, where I was at, <clears throat> they, uh, in California in those days, they say it was the most violent time in California's uh, prison system. But basically, they took a dead man out every single week. And so I was exposed to so much violence. I was exposed to just so much stuff that... You know, your soul gets hardened. You have to get hard to survive. Do you know what I mean? You have to just harden yourself and harden your emotions, what have you. And so when I came to Christ and people began to tell me about the love of God, you know, I was very suspicious and I was very kind of, hmm, you know, because in the prison, in prison, you know, if anybody shows you kindness, you better be careful real quick <laughs> because it means they want something from you. But, uh, the more I began to look into this, it just began to touch my life. What changed my life was that God brought people around me that knew every stupid thing about me and just kept loving me anyhow. And that was an expression. That was somebody just showing the love of Jesus to me. In other words, they weren't fault-finding. They weren't pointing out every little problem in my life because they knew I was more aware of my problems than they were. But they just loved me in the change. And because of that, like I said, that's why this message is so important to me. So when I started reading the Amplified Bible, I was introduced to it. And when, they, when I read verses like this again here that said, he said, I want to communicate unto you the boundless, fathomless, endless, unsearchable riches of Christ, this wealth which no man could search out. It began to speak real strong to my spirit that there was something here because all my life I grew up with lists. What I mean is I had lists of what was wrong with me. I had five parole officers. And normally you only have one parole officer, but I was quite popular with the California. California Department of Corrections. But anyhow, and I had, there was all these lists of things. But see, what Christ has done is he's come to take away the list of all our problems, all the issues. Now, that's why I want to read in Colossians here. So if you're in Colossians, like I said, I've got to read from Colossians 2 here. It says in verse 9, I'm going to start in verse 9, Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, For in him, speaking of Jesus, it says, For in him, the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And then Paul says this incredible thing about if you're saved. He says, and you are in Him. You see, if you're in Christ, the Bible, how many of you know the Bible says that if you're born again, that you are, you've been joined unto the Lord, that you're one spirit with the Lord. Is that correct? Is that correct? That you're one spirit with the Lord now. That you have been joined to Him by the Spirit of God. You are made full and have come to fullness of life 
in Christ you too are filled with the Godhead. Filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and reach full spiritual stature. And He is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. Verse 11, In Him also you were circumcised with the circumcision, but not one made with hands, but in a spiritual circumcision that was performed by Christ by stripping off the body of the flesh, the whole corrupt carnal nature with its passions and lusts. Now this is the thing, like I said, over the weeks that we're going to get to because we need to really make that clear for you to understand. The fallen nature that was in all mankind is what Jesus Christ has dealt with. Now there's a lot of places, even Bible colleges today, that will teach you that today they'll say you're dual natured. That you still have the old nature and you have a new nature. We are not spiritual schizophrenics. If you've got the old nature, you're not saved. You hear me? But see, a lot of people differentiate. They don't understand that God is a spirit. And when you were born again, God, the word of God says, doesn't in Ezekiel, that he took out of you the heart of flesh and put in you a heart of, uh, took out of you a heart of stone and put in you a heart of flesh. But it speaks about the fact that you are a brand new man, a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. Your spirit was born again. You were translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his dear love. Now your flesh has had habits that you have trained it with for years. And so often you will want to do what you've always wanted to do because your body's always done it. But that's not to be blamed on your spirit now. Because, see, people, what they do is they get those words confused. People say, well, you still have the old nature. Oh, you'll hear them say, people will joke, oh, that's the old man rising up in me. That's the old nature rising up in me. Romans says the old man's dead. The old man's been crucified with Christ. So we're not dual natured. We have one, we've got a brand new nature. Hallelujah. We've got a brand new spirit. And this is what Romans is going to teach. Romans is incredibly important. Paul's going to tell us later in Romans 6 that literally we have died unto sin. Jesus Christ is dead unto sin, ended his relationship to it. And we need to reckon ourselves as dead unto sin also. And then he goes on to say, he says, point blank, sin will no longer have dominion over you. Hallelujah. So now, with that in mind, like I said, let me read this again. Verse, verse 11, he said, In him also you were circumcised. In other words, where in the Old Testament, they actually took a knife and cut that little baby boy's flesh. In the New Covenant, when you accepted Christ, the sword of the Spirit entered into your spirit and cut out the old nature and put in a brand new spirit. Hallelujah. That's this new circumcision that we have. He says again, verse 11, In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision, not made with hands, but in a spiritual circumcision that was performed by Christ by stripping off the body of the flesh, the whole, the whole corrupt carnal nature with its passions and lusts. Now I'm going to ask you the question again. I may ask it every hour. Do you believe Jesus Christ's mission was successful? Do you? Then you have to believe that this verse is true. He took a knife and destroyed the old carnal nature with its passions and lusts. Now you got to hear me. So this, you see in the Old Testament, in here, look at me. Everybody look at me. In the Old Testament, your nature, your spirit, 
had death in it. Romans 5 says, When Adam sinned, death passed upon all men, no one being able to stop it, even upon those who had not sinned after the likeness of Adam's transgressions. Sin was in your nature. You had the nature of death. You, had, you were lost. You had death in your spirit, and so you did whatever that wanted to do. Your flesh and your spirit worked together. And there was nothing you could do about it. You just, you know, you reacted and responded to temptation and to lust because it was always there and you had no way to say no to it. Yes. 